Pastor Xavier Reese and the sufficiency and the grace of God. We are to do many things in relationship to grace. Listen, we're to abound in grace, 2 Corinthians 9 8. We're to grow in grace, 2 Peter 3.18. We're to speak with grace, Ephesians 4.29. We are to commend men and women to the grace of God, Acts 20.32. The reason being is because it is all abundant and all sufficient. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. From a prison cell in Rome came a letter addressed from a prisoner of Jesus Christ, seeking forgiveness for another. It's a story that parallels Jesus' work of mediation before the Father in that the Apostle Paul assumed the debt of another, Onesimus, the runaway slave, as he sought the gracious forgiveness of the owner Philemon. Pastor Xavier is just beginning a verse-by-verse simple truth study of the New Testament book of Philemon. Let's listen. Paul refers to Philemon in a very uh, affectionate and honorable manner. To Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, Paul identified Philemon here as one who is love. Take note of that. The name Philemon means one who kisses, a Gentile convert in Christ. Great name. If you're a Christian, it should depict your character. <laughs> a very loving person. Now, there's a kiss and there's a kiss. There's a kiss in the Lord and there's a kiss in the flesh. In fact, Paul calls the the kiss of the Christian the holy kiss. But somewhere along the line, the holy kiss became uh, a whole lot of kiss and and they had to kind of remove it. You know, flesh is flesh. The word beloved, agapitos, means dear or esteem. Philemon is esteemed dearly by Paul and Timothy, the root words agape, the source of love, in which they appreciate Philemon, God's love. The definite article is present, the beloved, and applies to both the beloved and fellow worker, because they're both descriptions of Philemon. Paul says, our. In other words, He is esteemed and valued and appreciated not only by Paul and Timothy, but by the entire community of God's redeemed. This deep esteem and appreciation of Philemon is most evident from the content of the letter by the enduring term of the introduction that we're looking at, first of all. Then by the fact that Paul was praying for Philemon always in verse 4. Then in verse 5, by the fact that the epistle commends Philemon for his love and faith towards the Lord and the saints. He was a wealthy man and he was very benevolent. And in verse 22, by the request for a guest room to be prepared for him when he visited him. (laughs) I love this man. Due to the evidence in his life. The word friend, by the way, in italics, indicates that, again, it is not in the Greek, but simply inserted to give a better sense. The old King James is more correct. It has dearly beloved. It's used for others in Paul's letters in Romans 1, 7, 1 Corinthians 10, 14, and others. A great term. Now, notice Paul called Philemon a fellow laborer. The phrase has the idea of being a partner in work 
with someone else. The Greek word is made up of two words. The word son, which means with, denoting being in union with, and ergon, which we get our word to occupy in business, employment, or undertaking. The word is used of Priscilla and Aquila, helpers in Christ for Paul in Romans 16.3. So Philemon is a partner in ministry. He is a servant along with Paul. That's what he's talking about here. He was a companion with Paul in the ministry of the gospel. One who was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. One who was involved in a participant in the kingdom of God. One who understood the care of people. One who understood the shortcomings of people. One who understood what grace could do in the life of individuals. Grace turns the ugliness of sin into beauty. That's what grace does. One whose name means one who kisses. <laughs> An appropriate description of one who is transformed and being used by Jesus. An individual who is ready to impart loving benefit. This is Philemon. Now notice Paul addresses a woman next as he did Philemon to the beloved Aphia. Aphia is believed to be the wife of Philemon from early times. Aphia is a Roman name and she most likely is a native Phrygian. Her name means fruitful. And she also was dearly esteemed by the apostle Paul and Timothy here. What a beautiful name for a Christian woman. The very evidence of abiding in Christ. Fruitful. That's what we're all to be. This is the only time that she is mentioned or this name appears in the New Testament. So this is all the information we really have about her. The same adjective is describing her as her husband, Philemon. Agapitos, esteem, value, appreciated. She was benevolent like her husband, one. She followed the leading of her husband, a submissive wife, as the scriptures. Both examples of Christ in them. This is what the church is about. Paul addressed a man of great courage next. Archippus is our fellow soldier. The man uh, Archippus means a master of the horse, his name, uh, again indicating the Gentile convert. Uh, he is believed to be the son of Philemon and Aphia. Again, from the earliest of days, this has been accepted. Um, John Knox stated that Archippus was the overseer of Laodicea and lived there, but there is no internal evidence in the epistle or anything else. Again, one of these things that people just pass down and people start repeating it. Inductive study means you have to find it in the text. If you don't find the text, it's all trash. 
It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it's not truth. The man Archippus, notice, is described as a fellow soldier. It means one in union with Paul and Timothy as a soldier of the cross of the gospel. Archippus was a committed soldier involved in the spiritual warfare for the souls of men and women in their care, possibly against the Judaizers that were there in Colossae, as we studied the epistle to the Colossians, in the absence of Epaphras. He's in good company with Epaphroditus, remember, in Philippians 2.25, who nearly died serving Paul there in Rome. He's the only other one who's called a fellow prisoner or a fellow soldier, as here. Only Epaphroditus and here Archippus are named that. No one else is called that. Not that there aren't any others, but they're the only ones in Scripture that are are, uh, indicated to be like that. Now, Archippus believed to be the minister left again in charge of the church in the absence of Epaphroditus. We are not told that, but looking at Colossians and looking at Philemon, it is very possible because in Colossians 4, 12, and 13, Archippus is mentioned along with Epaphras, the minister of the church of Colossae, who came to Paul at Rome to inform him about the heresy of Colossae. And in verse 17 of chapter 4, it mentions the epistle there to the Colossians to Archippus to take heed to the ministry which he had received of the Lord and to fulfill it. It is possible that in Epaphras' absence he was left in charge. If not, he had a ministry there at Colossae which he had great responsibility over. It's very, very evident in Colossians 4.17. Notice Paul last addresses the house church. And to the church in your house. The man Philemon had opened his house to be the place of meeting for the church in Colossae. And the letter is personal to Philemon, not to the church. Some have taken this right here when it says, and to the church in your house. And they say that the letter is addressed to the church and that this letter was to be read to the whole church. I don't think so. I think that Philemon prior reported that Paul had written and gave some things on it. But this is a direct appeal to Philemon on a very sensitive issue with Onesimus, the slave. And Paul is not forcing him or pressuring him. The decision was absolutely up to Philemon, not the church. Listen to me. The church is not a democracy. There is no voting. (laughs) Everything's done according to God's leading in the scriptures. The early church met in homes. The English word for church comes from the Greek word, kyriaki, which means belonging to the Lord. The Greek word here is ekklesia, the called out, implying a gathering, an assembly of people, those called out of the world. Acts 2.46 says they broke bread from house to house. Acts 12, 12, Peter, after being released from prison, remember by the angel, went to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, and they were praying 
not believing that he would be released. And when he knocked on the door, Rhoda, the young woman, came and, and, and she was shocked that he was out. And she said, hey, it's Peter. He says, no, 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 it's, it's, it's his angel, his spirit. Peter says, no, no, it's me. Open the door. <laughs> they were meeting in the house. Paul told the Ephesian elders that he taught them from house to house, Acts 20, 20. Priscilla and Aquila held church in their house, Romans 16, 3 through 5. This church began in a house with three people in 1980. And we met there, three people, and it started to grow. Then we stepped out, had a Sunday service, and we never went back to the home. And God has been adding every day since then. The man Philemon had opened um, his house. Each of us should be open to having our house a place of meeting if God should lead us. Be it for the neighbors, be it for our own family, be it for relatives, be it whatever it may be. Or at work, there may be an opportunity to start a Bible study at lunchtime or whatever it may be. Or before work or after work. You need to be open. See what God has. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season, not a season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. That's for all of us. The audience in the epistle was in Colossae. The author was in prison. The audience was in Colossae. <laughs> Notice lastly, the addressed greeting in the epistle in verse 3. Paul greeted them with the inexhaustible supply of God. Grace to you. Grace is the common Greek greeting, as you know, having the idea of joy, beauty, and favor. The Greeks used it to show favor to a friend out of purity of heart, apart from reward. The New Testament uses it to express God's unmerited favor and deserve towards sinful man, to save him and to transform him, to turn him from an enemy of God to a child of God, a friend of God. Grace here in our text speaks of all that is available in Christ for life and godliness. We are saved by grace through faith, not out of ourselves. It's a gift of God, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says. We stand in God's grace, Romans 5, 2 says. We are given gifts according to the grace that God gives in Romans 12, 6. We are to know that God's grace is sufficient for all things, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Grace. Grace is a subject of the gospel. In fact, Acts 20, 24 calls the gospel the gospel of grace. The gospel was and is based on the work of Christ alone for all Gentiles as well as Jew. Those who will come into the kingdom, a mystery hidden in the past but now revealed among the Gentiles, Christ in them, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 26 and 27. Paul greeted them also with the inexplicable rest in God and peace, grace and peace. He joined the Greek greeting, grace, with the Hebrew greeting, shalom, peace, the greeting of tranquility. The word peace, irene, we get the name Irene from it. It means to join something that was previously fractured 
or separate it. Appears 92 times in the New Testament, 46 in Paul's letters. In the Greek, the word peace indicates the antithesis to war, resulting from the cessation of war. That is really what has taken place in the life of each believer as the war between them and God has ceased. We used to be at war with God. When we repented, we had peace with God. That's salvation. Paul uses the word here, peace, in his greeting to describe the benefit of Philemon's house, him, his wife, his son, as they continue to believe in Christ Jesus because they have made peace with God. Now they have availability for the peace of God. It is available to all saints, which is beyond our understanding. It keeps our hearts and mind through Christ, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. Peace is always the result of grace. The Siamese twins of the New Testament. Grace is always first. Peace always follows grace. That's always the order. The Siamese twins. It is wrong to think of God's peace due to the absence of trouble or difficulty or trials or temptations. It's not biblical. Peace is the confidence that rests in the total dependency on the grace of God to meet the need or accomplish the work that results in the peace of God. Let me give you a picture, an illustration of the peace of God. You ready? You're down at the beach. It is a horrific storm. The wind is 60 to 70 miles an hour. And in this cliff, this precipice, there is a little dove in her little niche just asleep. Unconcerned about the storm. Because she's hidden from the storm. You understand? There's the peace of God. Never think of the peace of God in the absence of trouble or testings or trials. It's in the midst of them. Paul, in fact, calls the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel of peace in Ephesians 6.15 and Acts 10.36. Christ is the mediator of this peace. Christ himself is that peace, Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. Now notice that Paul greeted them by pointing out the undeniable source of grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The two persons are God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The expression of deity, the first two persons of the Trinity, God the Father, the source of all things, the Lord Jesus Christ, the channel to give us all things in the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the agent that imparts all things. The Father and the Lord Jesus Christ were the source of their salvation blessing. Both of them. Paul can't mention it enough. The long-awaited Messiah prophesied of the Old Testament. That's who he was. It's much like a father who uh, regards the best of his children and for his children, 
having provided everything for them during life, a home, education, a sizable inheritance, even in advance. But how they appropriate the provisions will determine the outcome. God has provided everything for you and I. It's up to me how I appropriate it. You understand? It's not God's fault. It's me. How I appropriate it. Are you living in God's grace regarding your past life and present state? If you are living under God's grace, then you do not allow Satan or anyone to condemn you. For you are a new creature. Your sins have been forgiven, cast in the deepest ocean. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Condemnation is when Satan or someone rubs your nose and a sin has been forgiven. Conviction is when you're in a sin and Jesus is telling you, get out of there, confess it. That's how you distinguish between condemnation and conviction. If you're living under God's grace, then you, are, you won't be condemned and you won't be condemning others, but being more like Jesus Christ. Being more compassionate, but never permissive. Colossians 3, 12 through 13 tells us that. So we have to be careful we don't become permissive. We want to make sure we're compassionate, right? When sin is sin, we call it out. We are to do many things in relationship to grace. Listen, we're to abound in grace, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. We're to be strong in grace, 2 Timothy 2, 1. We're to grow in grace, 2 Peter 3, 18. We're to speak with grace, Ephesians 4, 29. We are to commend men and women to the grace of God, Acts 20, 32. There's many, many more you can add to. <laughs> grace. The reason being is because it is all abundant and all sufficient. Romans 5, 1 and 2 and 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Are you experiencing the peace of God in your life daily? If you are, then you are very familiar with the realities of life and how they are ever present to take your peace from you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You will never allow you to be tested more than you're able. But I'll always show you the way of escape. It's a real fight. If you are experiencing the peace of God, then you know how often you are tempted to take hold and control things rather than waiting and resting on God to see him work. Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. The temptation is always there. Take hold of it. Hmm. Peace of God is distinct from the world's peace, Jesus said in John 14, 27. Don't confuse them. One's a band-aid, the other one's surgery. <laughs> Listen to Jesus, John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The address greeting in the epistle was out of love. Great introduction of the epistle. This is Paul's loving meet greeting to Philemon, characterized by the author of the epistle, who was in prison, the audience in the epistle, who was in Colossae, and the address greeting 
in the epistle was out of love. There's your introduction to Philemon. Great letter. So needed today in the church. Pastor Xavier Reese, closing with some encouraging simple truths for the peace to be found in the sufficient grace of God. Now, just before we close, let me mention that copies of today's Simple Truths message titled Paul's Warm Greeting are available for only $4 on CD. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. Now, once again, the title to ask for is simply Paul's Warm Greeting or just mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 